Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast, everyone. My name is Nick Benvenuto. I'm the news editor for the Wright State Guardian, joined as always by Claire O'Toole, social media assistant. Hi, guys. And Holly Hewlett, social media assistant as well. Hi. And this week, we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Isaiah Davis, owner and baker of The Cookie Joint, which is located at 1106 Brown Street in Dayton, Ohio. Isaiah, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Doing fantastic, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for being here. It means a lot. I'm I'm ha- happy to be speaking with you again. I know that we spoke last semester. I interviewed you for a piece that I wrote on the Cookie Joint, um, and you just you stuck out in my mind ever since then, man. I think what you're doing in downtown Dayton is awesome. Um, I really think that your branding and the way that you go about your business is really cool as well. Embracing culture and and, and um, embracing kind of like this youth mentality of um, you know just having fun with what you're doing and following your passions and. Um, I'm really excited to, to talk to you today and learn more about what you're doing. So let's go ahead and get things started. Claire, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Sure. So Isaiah, as you know, I was just telling you before the podcast, I think the cookie joint is a wonderful name. It's hilarious. Um, and uh, I had some uh, classmates in high school that were not my crowd, but uh, they would love the cookie joint idea. They would come. Um, and I think... Uh, I think that's wonderful that you've been able to do this amidst the coronavirus. So you started this almost a year ago at the start of the coronavirus. What has that been like? It's been a a, a pretty good experience, I, I would say myself, um, despite everything that's been going on. I've always viewed everything as, you know, every every situation in life is always an opportunity to do something with it, you know. So um, this whole idea started for me back in... I, I want to say a little bit before November of 2019. Um, and I just was messing around with the thoughts of doing something like this. You know, I worked at a restaurant at the time. I was chefing there. Um, and I said, you know, what's another way I could express myself? So a buddy of mine, uh, actually my social media guy, Austin, we were talking about cookies and messing around. I said, hey, man, we should open up a late cookie night spot here, man. Ain't nobody <laughs> doing it yet. And there's no one right here doing it. And at that time, we were actually looking into doing it at the right pat. Uh, we were right across the street from Wright Pat, I mean, Wright State. I'm sorry, Wright State University. And I said, oh, let's try it out. We had a window, you know, had a window for people to pull up, pull up. And we were at the old, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, the old Quaker Lube, which is now I think called the Wonder and Griffin. But we, yep. were at the, we were at that building, yeah. And I, I was, I was executive chef there, so I was like, okay, well, we'll we'll do this on our off time, you know, whenever I have free time to do it. Um, but we just joked around with it. We came up with some crazy names and. You know, it kind of went from there, but the coronavirus has been, it's definitely been an experience, but like I said, every, every, everything, it gives you an opportunity to try something new. That's awesome. The late night cookie joint kind of sounds like an insomnia cookies, kind of. How, do you like their brand? You know, I, 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 I wouldn't say necessarily, I, I think their brand is awesome. I'm not, you know, I went to, actually, I went to a, um, and I haven't really told anybody this story either. I went to, me and my wife went to a concert in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, and um, we went to a concert. We had fun. We left the concert. We were hungry. It was like 
one o'clock in the morning. And mm. I, as the first time I ever even heard of that place before. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. I was like, this is, this is not bad. You know, this is a pretty good idea. It wasn't necessarily like blown away or anything. I thought it was a great idea. And then my thought process is, honestly, there's nothing new in this world. Someone has already done it. The thing is, yep. can you do it better? Can you can you can you come up with something that makes it unique? I compare it to a recipe when uh, chocolate cake. There's a recipe for chocolate cakes. Everyone knows there's flour, there's eggs, there's sugar, there's butter. We know that those ingredients are in there. But what makes it your own recipe is when you take something out of it and put something else in there, or if you change the measurements up. And that's what gives it your own little thing. And that's how I looked at this project. I said, you know, I can make this my own. So I mean. Um, anybody, I don't think anyone would get as confused with them because of the way I attack it. It's completely different. But yeah, they they were they played a role in me starting as far as the thought process, brainstorming. Well, that's great. You um, as I had mentioned, you started this right before the pandemic hit. How has that affected your business and the way that you operate? Well, it's it's kind of a, a I say it's two different things. One, you know, with the pandemic, considering we started in the middle of it, we don't know what business would be like if the pandemic was not going. So, I mean, there's no, you know, you could say, oh, it would be like this. There's no way of saying. But for me, even before the pandemic started, the, the point of me starting this business was to be able to start it without having people have to come into the restaurant. Yeah. My whole thought process was curbside and uh, pickup, like, you know, delivery and pickup because, as a chef for many years, it's like in restaurants, when you're a chef, there's a lot of different tasks that fall on your on your on your plate. And everyone has those different things that they just don't like to deal with. It's going to sound step crazy. But for me, I didn't like having to deal with cleaning restrooms. <laughs> so um. for me, it was like it, it was, and it sounds that sounds simple. It sounds funny. But it was like for me, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like cleaning restrooms. How can I avoid cleaning restrooms? Oh, if no one comes in. Uh, no one has to use the restroom. No restrooms to clean. So it was. It started off simple as that. But in all seriousness, the biggest thing was you know uh, overhead. I thought about the fact that you know overhead expenses, and it just makes it simpler for people to pull up to a window, get your cookies, and you can go. Because I don't expect you necessarily to have an experience inside the restaurant with me. But you, my experience is when you open that box of cookies and you're sitting in that car with that uh, quart of milk that you have in your car and that you're enjoying on your way home, whatever the case is. So you know. With the pandemic, you know, I do believe I would say, yeah, we probably will be a little bit busier with people walking in to be able to pick up cookies. But, you know, it was built for my, my business was built for this. It was built for the pandemic. I didn't know it was, but it was. So that's awesome. How's business right now? You know, it's it's going pretty fair. I, I will say I, I with my restaurant uh, background, I'm so used to being in restaurants and January is always a very mm -hmm. slow month for restaurants, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but I, one of my chef buddies was explaining to me, he said, Hey chef, you know, you're not in a restaurant anymore. You're a bakery. So with it being a bakery, it's, it takes on a whole different, you know, role. I can't compare it to my restaurant history. So in a month where January, where it's slow, it's actually been busier than it was for me last month. So, or the month before. So it's like, huh. So I'm just, you know, taking it one day at a time. But it's been good. People have been awesome. People have been really nice um, and supportive. Uh, and, you know, everyone gets a good laugh at, you know, the name of our cookies and everything else that we do. So we're having a good time. 
Absolutely. So can you tell us just briefly about what it is that's different about being an owner versus working at a restaurant? I mean, obviously, we know that there's a lot of differences, but we might not be able to tell specifically. Well, it's a couple of them. I mean, uh, it's a difference, for example, when you're working for someone else. Um, yeah, a lot of times it's their dream, it's their vision that you're trying to fulfill. But um, And you'll run into those workers that general, genuinely care about your business as much as you do. Very far and few in between. But when it's your own business, it's, oh my God, it's like it's life. It's yours. It's yeah. your baby. You, you're willing to do anything and everything for it. Um, for me, I was the one of the few that was like, hey, if it was your business and I'm working for you, I'm going to treat this as my own. Mm-hmm. And it, for me, it got to the point where I said, well, if I'm willing to do this much work for someone else, I should definitely be willing to put some work in on my own business. So it's a lot of work. Um, you know, everything falls on your plate unless you decide to delegate it out. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you're constantly thinking about your business ways to improve because everything you do affects everything, everyone in your company. Uh, it affects everything, you know, so it's a it's a big difference. But you know, the, the plus side of it is it's yours. I mean, this is mine, you know, um, and I have the opportunity to build this up into something really great. So it's, it's a few differences in it. I mean, but it's not just waking up every morning, getting a paycheck, you know, <laughs> it's definitely a lot of love involved. Well, that's great. Well, uh, people should uh, come see you and support you. What, uh, what cookies do you recommend? What are popular? What are your favorites? Oh, man. The favorites, you know, as we just started this rotating menu uh, a few weeks ago. So every Monday we put out a brand new menu. But there's some cookies that stay on just because I can't get rid of them. <laughs> I've tried and I have not I haven't had success with it. So a favorite right now for everyone is uh, a Blue Dream cookie. My Blue Dream cookie is a uh, fresh blueberries. Um, we use lavender and white chocolate and a little bit of lemon. And uh, it's like one of our more cakier cookies. So it's on a menu. It's called Blue Dream. It's a it's an awesome cookie. Um, my, the, the notorious CHIP is a very oh. favorite one for everyone. It's a it's a chocolate chip cookie, but we use different types of chocolates for the cookie. It's not just your regular semi sweet chocolate or just your dark chocolate. We it's all about texture and contrast for myself. So we put a few different kind of chocolates in there. Uh, to definitely take it up another level. So those are kind of like two of our favorite. We have another cookie, which is our Bust the Nut. Um, that is a, um, a, a actually brown butter, butter pecan cookie. Oh. So it's it's like, it's one of those cookies the where I get to actually do my, my chef thing to where I'm actually using brown butter. Um, it takes a little bit longer than the rest of them, but it's well worth it once you once you taste it. You taste all of the, the ingredients in it and it, how rich it is and you're able to savor it. So those are three of the favorite ones. We got plenty more, which are also favorites also. So it's kind of hard to choose, but those are the three that kind of really, really knock it out the park sometime for us. Nice. Well, you guys heard it right here from the boss himself. I have a question for you, Isaiah. Um, you know, you talked about being a chef and how you have, you know, extensive experience in the kitchen and stuff. When you went to start your own business, what was it about cookies specifically that you wanted to hone in on? And why did you choose that to be the basis of your business? That's a good question, man. When it comes to cookies, they are, any type of baking requires, I tell people it requires patience, it requires love or desire. For me, I looked at cookies and I said, oh my God, there's so many different things you can do with a cookie. You know, it just requires your base and you can go from there. 
So when it comes to cooking shimmy, I see this is this works for me. Uh, if you notice, I, I, I'm not focusing on brownies. I'm not focusing on cakes. I'm not focusing on you know any other type of thing. Uh, but I mean, and this that's just not what I, I don't I don't feel those things. I don't feel them. A cookie brings back a very nostalgic feeling for myself growing up. Whether it be uh, sitting out with my mom after we eat dinner and she happened to go to the store and grab some Pillsbury cookie dough, or if she just felt like making fresh, you know, fresh made peanut butter cookies. That's what we grew up in our house eating was peanut butter cookies because it was one of the things that was the least ingredients required: peanut butter, some eggs, you know, flour, butter, and there you go, peanut butter cookies. But uh, it's just it's a very you know homey feeling for me. Uh, you know, cookies are are like a a comfort thing for me. So. You know, that's kind of where everything came from. I chose cookies because that's just what I was feeling. That's what I feel. You know, everything else, I'm like, ah, I'll leave that to someone else. There's someone else that can do a really, really good job at that. And I'm I'm far more likely to grab a cookie than anything else. I go to the grocery store. Well, I don't grab grocery store cookies anymore. But if I was to go, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's like, ah, oh, cool. I, I eat mine. I, I, I eat mine. <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 my thing. It's like you know, I, I grab a cookie before anything else, and you know. Oh, cookies are so good. Yes, they are. And that, it's funny that you talked about that kind of bringing back like a nostalgic feeling for you, Isaiah. Because I remember when I interviewed you um, last semester for the story that I wrote on the cookie joint. Um, one of the things that you had mentioned was, um, you know, when you when you first started to learn how to cook and you were first starting, you know, to mess around with recipes and stuff, I think you said that you were like 11 or 12 years old and it was for church gatherings with your uncle. Um, so do you feel like all of the experiences that you had as a kid and, you know, growing up and finally you know, learning to master that craft in, in the kitchen, do you think that that has all led you to this point and that like this is truly what you're supposed to do? I have to. I have to believe that because there were, I mean, it'd be different if I had not tried other things. Trust me, I tried other things. You know, I I, I think I told you before I was uh, around the age of like 14 and I asked my grandfather, I had a serious conversation with him one day. I said, hey, listen, you know, I was mm-hmm. going to Patterson's, Patterson Career Technical School. Um, I was going there and I was in, co- I was getting ready to go to pick a major or whatever in, in high school, whatever. And I asked him, I said, hey, listen, I said, um, I'm thinking about getting into the culinary field. I was like, but, you know, I'm thinking about getting into the medical field also. I was like, what should I do? And he gave me a very straightforward answer. He's like, stick with the cooking. He was like, um, and his reason behind it, he said, there's two things in this world people will always do in life. He said, they will always eat and they will always get sick. He said, but you should stick with the cooking. And we laughed about it. But, you know, from that point on, even when I was like 11, 12 years old working in you know, the kitchens and, you know, working at the church and, uh, you know, frying chicken or cutting onions, it just kept growing. The hunger kept growing for it. And I went and worked, I worked on a cruise line uh, for Norwegian Cruise Lines in Hawaii. I did it for like almost a year and a half. And I came back and I mean, I was burnt out, man. I didn't want to cook ever again. I was like, I'm sick of cooking. I'm done with it. And I tried other things. I was a went to audio engineering school for a little bit. (laughs) I did customer service. I worked at like a Burlington Coat Factory. Did work at Sears as a customer rep for a while. But I say all that to say, after doing all those different things that I did in that three-year span, it led me all the way back to cooking again. So it was like, by the time I was 23, 24 years, I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing because that was the only thing that felt good. You know, that's the only thing that felt right. It was the only thing that I was, you know, when I when I went home at night, I was like, oh, man, I really, I really felt like I fulfilled my day. My purpose was great today. I served someone. 
you know, and I have a saying I say all the time, in order to be great, you have to serve great. So that was, you know, I, I realized at that point that I like serving in that aspect. That's there's nothing better as a chef than to put a bowl of food in someone's face and you don't even have to be there for them while they're eating it. But if you get back and you see that bowl empty and you're like, oh, my. And they're like, oh, my God, it was so good. It's like, I believe you because you ate it all. You know, it's like, one of those things, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not one of those things. Like, oh, it was good. Yeah. You see like a whole plate of food. When they eat all of you, like, yeah, they, they enjoyed that, you know. So I get, I guess I get a natural high off of that. That, that does it for me. That's, that's, that's awesome, I mean. man. It's crazy how sometimes things in life can come full circle like that, too. Like you said, you started out at it and then you kind of, you know, took a little bit of time off because you just thought you got burnt out on it. And now here you are doing your thing again for the customers in Dayton, um, you know, and I'm sure that the customers can feel that passion and the love that you're putting into the cookies because you have, you know, I see it on social media all the time. So many people are posting, you know, throughout the week, they might come see you two, three times throughout the week for some cookies. So, um, you know, how, how do you, how do you attribute, you know, the, like the hard work and the, and the dedication that you're putting into your work to these repeat customers and these people that are coming back to seeing you? It's all about, for me, it's all about consistency. It's all about making sure that they feel what I'm doing. That's the biggest thing I can say because people, every day someone's going through something uh, in life. They're going through mm -hmm. something. If my cookie can give you that three and a half minute to four minute uh, comfort, then I'm doing what I'm doing what I need to be doing. And if it brings you back to that feeling again, like, oh man, I had this cookie from so and so. Oh, it was it was it was it, it was great at the cookie joint. And you're telling someone else, you know. And then I'm just real with them. I talk with my customers. Yeah, I, I tell them thank you. I mean, genuinely, I really appreciate you because I mm -hmm. I realize that there's nothing that I can do without my my customers. There's nothing I can do. With. And honestly, if you do everything right, they'll they'll put you out there better than you can put yourself out there. I got somebody right yeah. now. I mean. And she's like on it. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. But I was like, I really have, like she's on it. She's on every post. She's like sharing, you know, stuff on the stories for me. But I just, you know, I I, I make sure that they can feel me. I just well, that's the biggest thing. When you eat my cookies, you know they come from me. And you know that I didn't make them when I when I bake the cookies, I make sure that I'm in a really, really good mood. Uh, when I prep them, I'm in a good mood. Uh, no stress is involved because people feel all that stuff when they eat the cookie. You feel all of it, mm -hmm. you know. And I just want to make sure that everyone really enjoys it and they continue to talk about it. But yeah, they've been awesome, man. They've been awesome. That's awesome. And talking about, you know, customer loyalty and stuff like that, do you guys offer like a rewards program or is this something that you would like to add in the future? Like possibly like a card or something for these people that are coming back and seeing you on like a, a weekly basis? Well, we have one loyalty program right now. It's through our Chow Now because uh, we, okay. we operate with our delivery through Chow Now and pick up. So we have a loyalty program to where it gives you three different options. You get either a bronze, a silver, or a gold package, where you can take off anything from uh, is either ten percent to twenty five percent off of your order every time you oh, order nice. for one whole year. So yeah, so the, the, there's a like I said, there's a fifteen dollar package, there's a forty five dollar package, and I believe there's a hundred dollar package, and you can choose which package you like. And then every time you order cookies from that point on, uh, you'll get that discount for the whole year whatever you know, awesome. a year from whatever you start but yeah there's definitely other things i'm looking into doing because you know and what i do sometime I, I i'll like for example we had customers last night that were ordering like huge orders i mean i was like okay this is someone's talking about me or you know somewhere so <laughs> uh, you know you, you want that repeat customer you want the person to come back mm -hmm. again so you know you offer them a mm -hmm. discount hey you know i appreciate you for trying us out this time come back try us again because, mm -hmm. you know, our overall goal is to continue. It's not about having a whole bunch of new people. The, the ultimate uh, statue of a business is 
how many repeat customers do you have? How many people are coming mm-hmm. back to see you again? Because that that when I see a repeat, I see someone like an example. I have a, a lady who's been following me for years. Um, and I saw her name pop up on the screen the other day, and I'm like, I know this name. Where do I know this lady from? And uh, she comes to the window. I was like, ma'am, I, I know you from somewhere. I don't know where. She says, yeah. She says, I was your first customer for your food truck at Stuffed Days A's. I was, like, I was like, oh, wow. And that was back in 2017. You know, when I, I read a food awesome. truck for a year. And she says, yeah. She said, I follow you. She's like, you know, she said, I stock you, whatever. She said, but I follow you. Your food is great. She says, uh, I'm waiting on the restaurant. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. You know, so. That's so that, cool. That kind of showed me that, you know, there are people out there that, that that's like your get, that's your get me up, your pick me up. Because a customer mm-hmm. sent me a letter in the mail last week from a UD. And they were, I think they were from Tennessee and they sent me a letter saying, hey, how much they love the cookies. They appreciate it. And you need that kind of stuff in the middle of everything that's going on. Some You might not hear that for a while, but that just was confirmation for me. Okay, this is working. This is working. Not as fast as I would like it to go, but it's, it's, it's going. It's going well. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. How do you how do you come up with some of the names for your cookies? Like you said, you had the notorious CHIP. Um, you have the Blue Dream. These are obvious, you know, cultural references and stuff like that. Is that something that you wanted to do from the start, like when you first started this business? Yeah, it is. It's funny. The first thing we I came up with, um, we had an inside joke, uh, me and my social media guy, when we first started, and the thing was, we kept saying CC, and uh, basically, it was. It stood for cookie crack, and it was basically something that we put on top of the cookie <laughs> to make the cookie like it's almost like the our version of the the MSG in most like you hear about MSG in yeah. certain restaurants. So that that yeah. was our version of that. So we would like make a it started we make food we're like oh yeah this is CC right here and they were like what is CC and then we would tell them and they would like oh we get it you know because it was like the substance was like. A, like CC goes on our wake and bake. So when you see it, it's like a white, it looks like, it looks like a white powdery substance or whatever. But it's just to, you know, to uh, boost the aesthetics of the cookie. But yeah, that was the whole idea of it, you know, adding more to just it being a cookie because I don't feel like you can just stand out by saying, I got a chocolate chip cookie. I mean, who doesn't have a chocolate chip cookie? Absolutely. Who doesn't, who doesn't have a peanut butter cookie? I mean, you can go to the store right now on, on the aisle in the store and you'll find 50 different kinds of chocolate chip cookies. So it was yep. like, what can we do to make ourselves stand out? So yeah, the, the references came with that. Um, I'm a huge hip hop fan. Um, when I say that, I mean like, you know, later these early nineties, some of the two thousands. So that's where some of the, you know, the names come from. The Bust the Nut comes from um, a tribe called Quest, West of Scenario. And there was a verse in there that I loved when I was a kid. I didn't understand it till I got older, uh, but it was a verse in there where the guy says, I bust a nut in your eye to show you where I come from. And it was like, for me, it was like I didn't understand that verse, and then when I finally got older, I was like, "Oh my god, that's horrible!" But then, <laughs> <laughs> but that's where the whole bust the nut idea came from for that cookie. So it was like one of those things where, like, okay, we want to make a cookie. How can we make this cookie sound even better? How can we get the customers to laugh? How can we get the customers to think? How can we get them to 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 want to ask questions? Because I couldn't tell you, Nick, how many times I get asked. Is there anything in our cookies? And it doesn't oh, matter. I can't me. even imagine, it's, man. I cannot even imagine. I got asked twice that today. If you look on our Facebook, it's two people asking me today. So it's like, and it doesn't bother <laughs> me any because it's like, it's it's funny. It's, you know, some people don't know. I've had grandmothers. I, I have like, you know, grandmothers that call the restaurant like, hey, I want your cookies, but I'm not ready to get high right now. Is there anything in the cookies? I'm like, like okay, great. I, I can eat your cookies right now. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. So it's all about marketing. 
uh, and, and uh, like the Blue Dream, you know, that was, of course, you know, that's pretty simple. Uh, the Notorious Chip was CHIP was after Biggie Small. So like Notorious, you know, that was that. Um, I have a cookie called Black on Both Sides, which is a music thing also with uh, most deaf album, Black on Both Sides. So we just, you know, now it's one of those things where we just like, if the name just feels good, that's the name of the cookie. If it's, if it's going to make you laugh, mm-hmm. that's the name of the cookie. If it's going to make you think, that's what it's going to be. I think it's so smart, man. I think it's so smart that you're able to, you know, pull things that you know that you can, uh, that resonate with you, but then it's, it also just allows for a whole nother, um, you know, experience for the customers. Like you said, it makes them laugh. It keeps them engaged. It keeps your brand on the forefront of people's minds when they think cookies, the, you know, people that have had your cookies, one of the first things that's going to come to mind is your brand because there's something that they can attach themselves to. So I think from a marketing and a branding perspective, I think it's absolutely genius. Does it ever feel weird when somebody comes up to you and is like, hey, can I have two Boston nuts, please? <laughs> I was just going to say something about that. Because I had a guy, I had to call him a few weeks ago because we ran out of them. And uh, <laughs> So like I'm like on the phone with him, and you know you gotta you gotta think about it from this point too. As me, I came up with some of this stuff, so it's like I've been saying it day in and day out. So it may not be as funny to me, but I still catch it. So I called the guy, like, "Hey, sir, I'm sorry, we ran out of busting nuts," and he just falls out laughing on the phone. He's like, "How can you say that with a straight face?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess that do sound kind of funny," but then you know, <laughs> you know, but then it's it's a really good marketing thing because like you know I've I've been you know collaborating with some people and they're like you know this cookie. It's so good that it will make you want to bust the nut. So it's, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's just so many different avenues. I wanted this business to be, because like when I say these different things for me, it's not necessarily me per se, but it might be thoughts that came across my brain that I might have been too afraid or concerned what somebody else might say or think with me saying it. So like this gives me an opportunity to just be free with it, you know, so. That's where these names come from. It's like I'm just being, I'm just having fun, man. I'm just, you know, and there's so many more. It's I got I got a whole list of, of cookies that we haven't even came out with. And I'm like, we can't drop that one yet. You know, like I don't <laughs> well, we haven't even used that tagline, busting that yeah to show you where I come from on any of our Instagrams yet, because it's like our social media, like, ah, oh, that might be too rough for them. But we'll we'll wait it out until we feel like we're in the right spot for certain things. But we're just, you know, it's it's so much, so many avenues to go with it. Um, so I've enjoyed listening to how you started your business and what you've been able to do so far with the cookie joint, but what are some of the things that you're looking to achieve in 2021? What are some of your goals for the cookie joint and, uh, just kind of expanding your business and getting your name out there more? Well, we started a few things. I started a few different things. One thing that I've started is I've been doing a lot more collaborations. So one thing we actually have going right now, and I'm looking forward to build for now, we have a collaboration with uh, chicken heads, which is on Siebenthaler um, Avenue um, in Dayton, Ohio. And I work with Chef Head. He's the owner of Chicken Heads. And we've been working together that to, we're putting together different meal packs. So we do um, uh, four, four for 40. So that means they're getting chicken, they're getting uh, drinks, they're getting fries, and they're also getting the cookies. So the goal of it is like getting a complete meal all in one. So that's one thing that we're working on. It's been very, it's been so far, it's been great, but we're looking for that to be even more successful. Um, and, you know, I appreciate the collaboration. It's been a lot of fun and it's happy. It's good for me because I'm getting the cookie in a completely different side of town than where I'm at right now. So right now we're on Brown Street. So, you know, Oakwood's right around the corner. 
Um, you know, we're not too far from the highway from 35, but now we're on a completely different side of, of Dayton, which is great. Um, for me, the, for us, the other thing that we're really working on is uh, just getting in, in some grocery stores. That's the biggest thing right now for us is, excuse me, is to get in some of the local grocery stores. So we're working on a few things right now. We've got a few people that are, are, are looking into grabbing our cookies wholesale. And that way we have packaged cookies that we could just have out everywhere and, and everyone can get a chance to actually try it out. Uh, the other thing we're working on is shipping. So I'm in, actually, I've already started shipping. Uh, shipping cookies uh, nationwide is the next big thing for us. Uh, getting cookies outside of Dayton, getting cookies to, you know, Florida, you know, Georgia, uh, all across the U.S. So we have a few things we're working on. You have to do one thing at a time, but right now our biggest thing is the collaborations and uh, getting everyone to know that, hey, our cookie goes well with your chicken sandwich. It goes well with it. You you get that stuff anyway. If you go to McDonald's or somewhere else, you always get your dessert. So why not get everything here at one time? So we're working on those things. That's awesome. Um, especially with the shipping, that would be really cool to get them all over the U.S. Now, with that, would you like to consider like opening storefronts in other states and kind of getting it out? easier than just shipping from Dayton, Ohio to anywhere in the country and just opening storefronts elsewhere too? Well, the ultimate goal is to get this business franchised out. So yeah, we're going to be, you know, we're hoping within the next year or two, we have the business set up to where business models ready to go to where it can be ran anywhere in the U.S., you know, uh, okay. whether it be some of these bigger cities, whatever the case is, because I do believe our, my product is well enough to be able to compete with anyone's product out there, even at this point just based off of the quality of the ingredients and the recipes that we have in intact. In, in so yeah, I definitely I want, agree. To get, I want to get this to a point where it's, you know, in some other, in bigger cities, of course, and even a few smaller ones too, but this is bigger than Dayton. You know, I, I, if you look at anything when it comes to Dayton, Ohio, of course, you know, we're known for, you know, they talk about us with the, with the Wright brothers in the Plains. They talk mm -hmm. about Paul Lawrence Dunbar and, you know, we hear about those things, but, when do you ever hear someone say anything about Dayton and food that just doesn't, you know, you hear about Cincinnati and Chile, but you don't hear anything about Dayton. So I would love to be one of the first to put something out there that, oh, that came from Dayton, Ohio. That that's, that's, that's Dayton original right there. And I want us to be better than just here. So we have to grow to that point, you know, of course, be the best we can be here and then get bigger than that. So yeah, we're not stopping here. We, we're going to make this happen. That's a great attitude. You're very optimistic. I hope that goes well for you. Yeah, me too. It sounds awesome. My mind is so focused on cookies right now. I just want to eat cookies. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, so you said you had a long list of uh, cookies that you haven't even come out with yet. Um, do you want to drop any hints for us or, or not yet? Well, tell you what. Um, this is craze going out right now. I, I, I don't say craze, but I've been... I'm always doing research. So we, I've been messing around last like week and a half on a cookie, um, trying a different type of cookie for the restaurant to see how it would go. So yesterday I put out, I gave one of a good, a good buddy of mine, um, I gave her a half pound cookie. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it sounds big because it is big. It's eight ounces of cookies. And uh, I'm going to actually do it. Hopefully this week we're going to do a drawing this week to where we, you know, put it out there um, for people to know what we're trying to do. And we might give a couple of them away this weekend. So it's like literally a half a pound of cookie. It's massive. You know, it has uh, the, the one we did this time had pecans. 
I used a, a chocolate bar, a semi-sweet chocolate bar. I used like the shavings mm-hmm. from it. And I used uh, a couple of other kind of chocolates for it. It is huge. It, you know, I've been getting asked about it a couple of times from a few other people like, hey, chef, you should try this out. And uh, I wasn't really big on it, but I tried it. I was like, okay, this is really good. I was like, so um, it's like a big, you know, novelty gourmet type cookie. So, yeah, that's one that, we, that we're going to actually put out this week. So uh, someone's seen it already, per se, but I haven't came out with it and named it and everything yet. So we'll drop that this week on there. So. That's that's a big one this week. We'll see how that goes. And we got a few other things coming up. There's certain cookies that we're just waiting for either stuff to be in season. Uh, we're just waiting uh, for just the right opportunity. For example, we did a um, we did a WAP cookie back in um, was it November or October? I think it was. It was right around the time that I that I first spoke with you because I remember when I pitched the idea to write the story on the cookie joint. That was one of the points that I gave. I was like, man, they're coming out with this cookie called the WAP cookie. It's warm yeah. apple pie. Yeah. They're going to be using you know, fresh ingredients from Yellow Springs. And our editor-in-chief, Kenzie, was like, yes, you have to write this story. Yeah, so yeah, was- go ahead and talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it was one of those things where like uh, me and my social media guy, we're always looking at trends. We're always trying to look and see what works, what doesn't work. And then at the same time, put our own little twist of things. So it was one of those things where he was like, hey, this WAP song is really getting a lot of attention. I'm like, yeah, it is, isn't it? And I was like, I said, well, we should come up with something, you know, that might that that's similar to that or kind of what? throws it out there. So, you know, you couldn't call it what it's what it's called, what the song is called, no. you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, that might yeah, that might be weird. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think I would want to buy that. I'm you know. So I said, Hey, I, I got an idea. You know, apple season is is is, is full and intact. I love apple cider. I, I, I'm in love with that stuff. Like, I got a bad addiction to it. So, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go up here to Yellow Springs Fire for Orcas. I love their, I love their product, and I'm gonna mess around and see if we can make up a cookie. And then that's where the warm apple pie kind of came from. It was like, you know, because there are other cookies that like people make where they make pie cookies, where they have like the the lattice look on the top of it, and they make like the dough for the cookie. And they, I don't have time. I, no, I'm not doing all that. I'm I'm gonna make sure that the flavor is in the cookie. That's the whole point of it. It may not look like apple pie, but the flavor is in the cookie. So that was where all of it came from, you know. And when you get it, it's warm. So it was, you know, it worked out pretty good. It was funny. We got a lot of attention off of that. And it'll probably be back next year. I, I highly doubt it's going anywhere. But, you know, we just work with what we got and make it happen. Absolutely. Have you ever had a, a cookie name that you've wanted to use, but you just can't because it's so vulgar or out there you don't have to say what it is but do you ever just shake your head at yourself yeah <laughs> yeah i do and those are the ones that i don't know this yet <laughs> until we figure something else out i'm like god i can't come out with this but then there's been some that i've come out with like for example we did a cookie called the puff puff pass and it was just like okay are we really promoting this are we are we promoting smoking i'm like no we're not you know but it's one of those cookies that just I don't know, the name just fit the cookie. So it was like, well, let's just roll with it, you know? And sometimes I think about, like, gosh, oh, that's what the name of the cookie is. is. And you got to get to a point where you can't really worry about what people are going to think too much anyway. Um, because if you do, you'll never you'll never move forward with things. If I'm wrong about something, I'm wrong about it, you know? And then you, you adjust it and you, and you go from there. But I got a couple of them. And I'm just like, ah, I'm going to wait a little bit. Just, just a little bit longer until I feel like we're – We've reached a, a peak, or we're getting closer to that. Because <laughs> some of the stuff I don't want to put out yet until we get a, a stronger following and you know get more in tackle people. So 
we're, we're just we're still taking it one day at a time. So, uh, and we didn't talk about this, and I, I put it on our, our website, social media, and stuff. We actually make our own milk. We make our own. Would, yes, yes. Wow. I'm glad that you touched on that. Yeah, we make our own alternative milks. Alternative milk. So we have two different flavors right now. We have an almond pecan milk, and we have a, a oat milk. And I, I, I'm the one that's literally in there making it. <laughs> so I make it like twice a week because the shelf life on it's not very long at all. But um, mm-hmm. we literally, I, I, I have a blended nut milk, which is an almond pecan milk. I literally get the nuts in and we soak them and then we strain them. And voila, there's milk. And I, um, it's not like your milk in your grocery store. And for a long time, you know, we, we always drunk dairy milk at our house, you know, 2% whole milk. And we yeah. switched over to almond milk, uh, you know, like a year or two ago. And then when I tried this milk for the first time, I was like, this is crazy. The stuff I've been drinking in the stores is not almond milk. I was like, this is it's, it's that much of a, uh, of a change. But we came up with it because I wanted to come up with something that complemented the cookie. Um, you hear a lot of times people say, oh, I'm going to go with some milk and cookies. And for me, I say cookies and milk because the milk complements the cookie. The milk is nothing absolutely. without the cookie. So yeah, we, absolutely. You know, I mean, I mean, some people do, but I don't walk around drinking a big old glass of milk anymore. Um, but some people do. But I mean, the cookie just makes it that much better. So, uh, yeah, we came with with uh, not uh, milk uh, milk alternative. So I was like, you know, what's something we can do that we can, you know, work with everyone on. So it works out really great. The oat milk we just dropped that the other week, um, and that that works out really good because I'm not a huge fan of oat milk, but you know. I look at it and say it doesn't really matter how big of a fan I am of it uh, because people like what they like, you know. Uh, as a chef, I love garlic. Everyone doesn't love garlic, so you can't cook everything the way you like. So I, I learn to adapt and find things that work for everyone if I can, or, or people that are in, at least inside my niche. So, But, yeah, the nut milk has been great. It goes great. You can't eat cookies without milk. I can't. I, I need the milk. So <laughs> it definitely. I'm right there with well you, man. Like, I think it's awesome that you were able to, um, you know, come up with another product that, like you said, it complements the product that you were already creating. So when people come in for their for their cookies, now they can just get both in the. And it's like a one stop shop. You know what I mean? That's that's really cool. Yeah, same thing with the milk. You know, um, and that's going to play a big role in, in our growth too. Speaking of our favorite uh, food and drink, we always have one last question that we ask everyone: Do you drink coffee? And if you do, how do you take your coffee? My coffee needs stuff in it. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I use the, the nut milk goes really well with it. Um, uh, I need sugar. Uh, I, I like flavoring in my coffee. I can't drink that stuff strong. Uh, well, I can, but it's, if I'm looking for energy, yeah, I drink, a, I drink some espresso. But if I'm just trying to just drink something, it got to sweeten up a little bit for me. Make sure you guys are checking out WWSU 106.9. That is the radio station on Wright State's campus. We have shows on there um, that talk about culture and uh, music and sports. Anything that you guys need um, that's related to Wright State, check out WWSU 106.9. And one of the shows on that radio station that actually comes on right before this show um, is run by our very own Maxwell Patton, uh, Wright Life reporter. Um, he does a show called The Rock and Raider, where he talks about rock music and culture, and um, you know talks about a lot of fun stuff on there. So make sure that you guys go check out Maxwell's show and check out the radio station WWSU 106.9. Also, be sure to check out our uh, social medias at WSU Guardian. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. 
YouTube, uh, TikTok. We're all over the place. So check us out for your right source of news. Isaiah, thank you so much for being here. Um, if you want to go ahead and plug your social medias for your business as well, that would be awesome. Yeah, great. So you can check us out uh, on Instagram at uh, Cookie Joint. Uh, you can check us out on uh, Facebook as the Cookie Joint LLC. And we're also on Twitter as Joint underscore Cookie. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, man. It really does mean a lot. I've had a lot of fun talking with you and learning more about your business as always. I always stick up to date with you guys and follow you guys and, and look for the new products coming out. So I'm really excited to get back in there and try some more cookies. Claire, Holly, thank you so much for being here as well. I love talking to you guys on a weekly basis. Thank you so much. Um, and we will be back next week with episode 19, closing in on episode 20. So thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you.